Just like that, we are back. You are tuned into This Pink Cloud. I am DJ Kelly Reverb. I am an RSPS. Yes, thank you for the, yeah. the horns. And, it wasn't late this time. And, and the fanfare. I appreciate it. But uh, we're a show all about uh, multiple pathways to recovery and uh, mental health and all that lies within. Uh, if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit subscribe for us. And uh, we're also on all other major streaming platforms. Uh, and we're trying to grow our anemic Instagram page. This pink cloud. It's so sad. It only has 400 followers. Yeah, that's because you never want to do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, that's because you suck. Dude. Yeah, that's because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, chiming in there, that is the one and the only, the lovely Chad Lamonds. How are you, bro? I just hit like five sound effects on that. Th- that was good, dude. Yeah. That was multi. I don't even know what the other ones were. There were so many going on. Nice. Self-love. I love it. There we go. All right, and then sitting to my right, all the way in, I like to refer to him as the king of the, the king of the north. I like that. Uh, LPC, LCDC, and all around good dude, the bearded wonder himself, Mr. Dusty Burrows. Thanks, Kelly. How are you? Excited to be here today. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming beautiful out. Beautiful people, surrounded by beautiful people. Today. That's right, dude. The beautiful people. Yeah. The beautiful people. Sorry. I had to uh, sing a little Maryland. I like some Maryland. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, coming in from uh, all parts of, uh, what, California and (laughs) via California, but now in Dallas, Texas, we've got uh, Zach Wallace, we've got Mel Wallace, and we've got Graham Bullock, and they are all with Soul Tools Holistic Services. I like that. I like the ring of that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, yeah. I, I thank, mean, it, thank, was, it was my name. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yes, I made that up. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, but so what we like to do is kind of get your story, like, because I know you two dudes were in recovery, and then also you got to witness uh, Zach front row, since you're his wife and yeah. whatnot, and yeah. how that goes. So, Zach, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and take it away? Yeah, thank you, Kelly. Yeah, uh, it's great to be here. I knew I was in the right place when I saw the back of your laptop, and it said, "There is no magic pill for sobriety." And if there was, I, I'd take too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's our catchphrase. Dude. That's a, that's the uh, catchphrase at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. And it, and it's all about that that work at the end of the day. And um, you know, that's a lot of what my story is, right? Right. You know, I had to kind of, you know, as cliche it is, take it a day at a time, right? Really slow myself down, mm-hmm. um, and. I ended up trying all these different pathways year after year. And, you know, for chunks of time, it would work. For others, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really had to take a good hard look at myself and say, where do I, where am I most comfortable doing this work? Right. Right. And what speaks to me? Right. Um, and that's a lot about a lot of what we believe in here at Soul Tools, right? Is mm-hmm. all the different pathways that people can take to healing. Right. right. Recovery, 
any kind of life situation, whatever it is, right? We want to help just people meet life on life's terms. Right. No, no. And I love that. But, uh, you know, like as far as like, I mean, where your SUD, your substance use disorder, since that's the correct term now, right? Um, well, I mean, where did it where did it start? Like, I mean, you know, did you start using young and then it, it, you found out early that and when it went off the wheels or, you know, whatever? Like, I mean. Yeah, I was about 14 uh-huh. uh, when I had my first sports injury. Okay. Uh, I was playing football, um, uh, about ripped my thumb off my hand. Okay. Um, I ended up with a Vicodin prescription. Ah, you know, it's yes. It's as old as time, you know? And, right. Uh, next thing you know, I'm playing football a couple years later, and, you know, I hurt my low back and end up on a morphine drip at the hospital. Ah. And these things just compounded, and I'm like, all right, well. What position did you play? Uh, baseball is a pitcher. Okay. Yeah. Pitcher, but then the football injury? Football was DN and tight end. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I ended up I all approved. <laughs> <laughs> like it matters. All right. Right? Their, their positions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I found out I had those moments where I was like, this is it. Right. Uh-huh. These moments of intense suffering and pain. This took it all away. Oh, right? yeah. And not even the underlying, you know, sadness and things like I hadn't really resolved yet. It took all that away, too. I, you know, as I learned, I couldn't. A little, bo- a little bonus. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, check, check. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's crazy. So, like, I mean. I always think, you know, I mean, something as innocent as a sports injury led to an addiction for you, huh? Yeah, and it was really just kind of missing being with the team and being a part of something bigger than myself, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you almost lose being in touch with your friends, right? Because there's a whole world of separation when you're on the sideline and they're on the field, Mm -hmm. right? So you kind of go through these identity crises, you fall in with different kids, and that's what everyone does. You know, you start just using, drinking. Right. Um, And it led me all the way to to college, Mm -hmm. um, where I played college baseball. I started at UC San Diego. Oh, nice. Shout Um, out, dude. Well, how, how fast were you throwing? Um, you know, high eights, low nines. Nice. You know? yeah. Okay. Uh, that's very respectable. I think the fastest I've ever thrown is 70. That's and not I was bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh, my arm hurts. <laughs> Dude, I need, I need to ice it. I need to ice it. So did you have a mean curveball? And what was your specialty pitch? Uh, I threw a splitter and a slider. I had this um, freak ability. Look at that. Hold on. Fingers. Hold up your hand, dude. Look at that, dude. <laughs> oh, my that's, God. That's some alien shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could drive an alien spacecraft with that, dude. 12 years old. That's what I was doing. Holy crap. So you could fit like a, a whole baseball in between your index and middle finger. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's impressive so i could imagine what that would do to the uh, flight of the ball yeah yeah it creates a lot of drop it looks like a fastball out of the yeah. hand and then you know the bottom falls out of it and it's a splitter wow yeah cool and so you got uh, did you get a uh, uh scholarship yeah i was on a partial scholarship at ucsd okay. um i ended up getting kicked off for drinking using failing some drug tests um didn't pass a few classes as well to right. sprinkle that on top sure and, um, you know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm going to junior college, you know, trying to win myself another scholarship. Right. Uh, I take that route, you know, fall deeper into addiction because nobody's testing me. Nobody's keeping tabs like, a, you know, a UCSD would and mm-hmm. um, played well enough that I ended up going to Eastern Michigan. Okay. Um, played there for a while. I was still into to the pills and partying. And mm-hmm. um, as soon as I got to Michigan, um, I could I didn't have the pill connect I had. And. Um, I you lost up, your plug. I lost my plug, and it was <laughs> the mail took too long, and it was right. just, you know it was one of those things where it's like, all right, well, what's convenient and easier around me, and and that's when it became heroin. Ah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah wow. So, so I spent a, a couple years um, heroin, eventually progressed to to IV use, and. Oh. 
Um, those were the two years I finished at Eastern, actually finished school. So right. I'm grateful for that. That was Chad. Chad's DOC was uh, was the uh, speedball. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. All these scars <laughs> I got all over me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was here amongst like company with the uh, with the for IV sure. use for sure. I knew I spotted a real one. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. <laughs> and he is heroin. Quit. It quit working. You know what I mean. So I started adding everything else to it. And it, all of a sudden, it was a drug again. Best weight loss I ever had in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> best way to lose fifty. Thanks, hydroxy cut. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But so so okay. So then you're going to college and fooling somebody else into a scholarship in in Michigan. So then, when do you guys meet up? I mean, when do y'all get married? We don't get married till much later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, did y'all know each other, or did y'all meet early? No. No. Okay. Zach went through a lot of um, his active addiction without me oh prior to you okay we we just we've we've been together for about two years um we went through a relapse together um, okay but um you know a lot of his work happened before we got together so when he when we when we got together initially he was sober and um i knew nothing of the world right um you knew nothing of recovery period or i i grew up very sheltered in a very religious atmosphere and Mm -hmm. um you know kind of lived in this bubble and um, it took, you know, probably about better part of 37 years to break free of a lot of my own um, situations. And, and were you in the Church of Scientology? <sighs> close, <laughs> close, close. It'll offend some, but you're like clo- <laughs> close. I was Baptist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Mormon. So there you go. Oh, yeah, Mormon. Yeah, there, yeah, you yeah, go, there you go. There you go. It's pretty deep. It's pretty deep end. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it was. I my eyes are open to a lot of things, um, especially my own healing path. But it, it was it was illuminating to really to to walk that road with him and really understand um, addiction in a in a in a such a visceral and, and raw and vulnerable way. Right. You know. Um. You know. Every, everyone's walking their own healing path. Mm-hmm. And I saw early on that there was a difference between sobriety and healing. You know. Sure. When when we when we were together, um, you know, there was a lot that was coming up for me on my own path and my own use of different plant medicines that were that were really helping me. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah. Mushrooms. Absolutely. Done, it, it was I've changing done my it, life. I've done the uh, ayahuasca uh, retreat myself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I got uh, two years sober. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do ayahuasca. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to do ayahuasca. We kind of had the same idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. It, it well, and it was interesting because you know. I was on my own, on my own journey, you know, Zach was on his and, and it really did kind of come together at a place where he was ready to, in, in, in an active addiction, a lot of it's about not feeling and numbing Mm -hmm. and, and, and not facing any of that. And on the plant medicine path is the complete opposite, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that was, it was, it was really interesting to kind of watch his transformation and the things that he went through in that process, because, you know, I, I, I don't think I spent, a l- I mean, I didn't drink until I was 38 years old. Oh, okay. Do you know? So yeah, it's just sure. like, um, I had, I had other ways to numb, but, um, but no, it's, it's actually been really, really beautiful just to like see him just lean into the pain, lean into, um, you know, the shadows. And, and it's okay to be uncomfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Get uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, that's the whole idea yeah. with, uh, I'm okay. Yeah. Not being okay. <laughs> but that's Chad's you know, like, favorite, with, favorite the, uh, yeah. with the psychedelic, like rooted therapy and, and holistic therapies. Like, it's like, no, just buckle in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just buck, buckle in for about 12 hours, 24 yeah. hours, however yeah. long, you know what I mean? It takes yeah. you. And if you got to do it again, do it again. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's something about that that absolute lack of control mm-hmm. that helps with the inner mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? Delusion yeah, and, and everything else. That's surrender. Know, in so many ways, sure. right? You know, people preach that in, in AA. And I think that's why, you know, the beginning of that program really does work for a lot of people is because you have to surrender to a new way, right? Yeah. You take this psychedelic and you don't have a choice for eight hours. No, yeah. You got your boots strapped yeah. in. Yeah. And, sure. and I always say this, that the founder of AA or one of the main founders of AA was, a, was an advocate, and that's Bill W. was an advocate for LSD and wanted to bring that into the AA program. Program, correct, Dusty? Absolutely. From what I hear. <laughs> from, uh, from what I We said told. something earlier, Zach, too, that I didn't want to, we kind of skated over it, but we were talking about the idea of selective numbing, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we start to use to cover up some of those painful feelings. And when we first do it, it seems like a, a reasonable idea. I don't like the way I feel, so I'm going to cover it up. But I think what's more painful is when you cover up all your feelings because we're, we're created to feel. And when you lose the ability to do so, um, it's pretty dark. Yeah, it it was a dark time for me. You know, I I look back and um, there was about a five-year period where I didn't cry, right? And now I work with these guys and, you know, there's a lot of of fear in these quote-unquote man rules around, you know, don't show this emotion or don't act Well, especially in sports, I can imagine that Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I'm a human being, right? It's not masculine or feminine to cry. It's human to have these emotions Mm -hmm. and feel what I'm supposed to feel. Right. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I mean, yeah, I, we've been leaving you on the island by yourself. That's, that's okay. I'm taking it out here. He's, <laughs> he's got, he's got his here. own yeah. camera. I, I'm processing. <laughs> I'm, you're down there processing. Perfect. I am. And, I'm, and I'm just feeling. listening. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Well, hey, so yeah, tell us, tell us kind of your backstory. Uh, well, like uh, we mentioned, I am uh, in recovery. I uh-huh. was a uh, heroin and meth IV user. Okay. Just like the same type of thing, 90 right. minutes uh, speedball regiment. You know yeah. What I mean? Hey, there you go, yeah. dude. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, what are you doing next week? It's like, I don't know what I'm doing 30 minutes from now, <laughs> yeah. but I guarantee you it's going to end up being a shot. Yeah. Right. I started uh, with, with numbing. You know, I probably was had some anger as a uh-huh. young man, and I started numbing. I, I masked that as I just uh, partying a lot. Right. You know, it uh, very quickly got out of control for me, uh, ran through the drug drug ladder real quick, found my way to the needle and spent a lot of time there. Um, I like how you put that. That, <laughs> that made it sound very, almost, roma- hey, almost hey, romantic. Right. We have to romanticize ran, it. Otherwise, it's really I sad. Ran through know, just, the, yeah. I ran through the drug ladder yeah. right, and found myself betwixt heroin Worked and, my way and <laughs> between heroin and yeah. cocaine. That's how you can tell that they're, it's like holistic that they practice because she was like, oh, it's visceral. And he's like, oh, right. my drug ladder. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this is refreshing. I like that. Well, I'm just like, Man, I was just fucked up. <laughs> that's yeah. That, that's, that's the same way to put. Yeah. It. I mean, I was out on the streets, uh, prison, jail. Uh, you know, lost touch with reality. I was a crazy person out there yelling under the overpass. Many were times. you? Yeah, you were that guy. Yeah, uh, okay. out in California. And then um, I had an incident. You know, on riding my motorcycle on heroin one day, and I I lost it. I fell asleep. And I wrecked my bike on a, on a freeway overpass, and I, uh, I had a very near-death experience, you know? I, I just lost it. I, I um, went up an off-ramp and hit the guardrail at the top and mm-hmm. sent myself sailing off the other side, so I kind of... Wow. How long was the fall? Uh, I probably went a good 30 yards or so oh, wow. off the ground. It okay. came down pretty good. Right. Uh, on my left side, I found myself a little twisted up on the side of the freeway after I stopped, and... Uh, had this moment of like, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to die right now. This right. is going to be 
Uh, this is going to be a bad one. And then uh, when I woke up from that uh, coma I was in. Oh, so you actually maybe kind of had an NDE. I did. Well, yeah. well what and happened? And a near-death experience. Yeah, I was yeah. laying there. I, I had severed the, the femoral artery. Okay. Right? Ooh. Busted my whole. That's, yeah. that's an important artery. A, a yes. few <laughs> organs busted up. I've, I've got, now I have a titanium uh, knee, femur, left, half a hip, uh, pelvis, shoulder. Broke my ribs, punctured a lung, right. lost a spleen. Welcome all, to all the, the world of stuff. bionic men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn, <laughs> Graham. And so I had that um, that moment of kind of clarity on the side of the highway there of like mm-hmm. I'm gonna die, and it was a little bit peaceful, you know. And yeah. um, then when I came out of the coma, I was paralyzed. It took me a couple oh, wow. of years to learn. To Are walk we talking again. like uh, neck down? Or uh, no, it was uh, the left arm didn't work for a long time. Both legs, um, mostly the left side, left okay. arm and leg, a lot of nerve damage. Right. So it came back. Um, and that kind of shot me on a different direction. Uh, didn't take right away. I still fumbled a little bit um, with the drug use, uh, still getting arrested and stuff like that. But uh, once I got an opportunity to get out of the country, I went down to Mexico and started doing some work with some of these psychedelic medicines, uh, iboga, ibogaine, mm-hmm. uh, ayahuasca, bufoa, various, mm-hmm. um, everything that I could uh, soak up. And, and so, was this South America? Yeah, or? just yeah. in Baja in Mexico. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And, yeah, and uh, in uh, Rosarito, first time I was down there. Okay. Um, so I started doing uh, living down there. I started living down there and working with these uh, plants. By the way, do you, quick fun fact: Do you know what the body of water between Baja California and California itself is? Do you know what that's called? The body of water between? Yeah, between Baja California and the state itself. No. It's called the Gulf of California. The Gulf of California. There we go. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> See? You <laughs> learned something. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I began working with uh, all those plants. Um, I've been in Mexico off and on for the last six uh, years now mm-hmm. um, working with those. Okay. Uh, this is how I came to meet Mel and Zach. Mm-hmm. My partner uh, that I work with, uh, we've been traveling back and forth to Dallas for the last year to bring some of those. Did uh, you actually train to like be a shaman? or? Well, is I, it? I'm, I'm weary to use that word. Okay. I'm, I'm not a fan of that word. Right. Personally, but uh, I definitely help facilitate people's journeys. Sure. Um, and I help them through the process. Uh, especially people who oh, I've had a lot of experience with people who are uh, coming through that work for addiction purposes right. or substance abuse disorder. Sure. Well, I mean, it's there's no shame in it, dude. Like the, my my shaman was was a rich kid from Plano, dude. So yeah. It's like, you know, I just you know. I, I believe this is all about a spiritual path. I yeah. Mean, the psychedelics, really, yeah. the addiction recovery, everything, uh-huh. uh, finding a spiritual path, and so like humility above all things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think that I am curing people or. Mm-hmm magic or you know what i mean right and, and, and it kind of gets I, that stigma with the word shaman so it, yeah I yeah a little bit and it's important that people go through their process and heal themselves sure you know what i mean to have yeah. that facilitated in a way that's guided and uh, with respect and safe and everything like that but it's you have to go and and do the work for yourself so uh i also don't you know, you don't want to take on that for somebody else. Let them go through it. It's like right. you, you were saying, uh, Chad, you got to take something, go through the uncomfortable part, mm-hmm. the benefits at the end, yeah? Absolutely. Agreed. But I will say, the only, I think the only person 
Well, anybody who says uncomfortability brings growth has probably never tried butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's my favorite thing I think I've ever yeah. said. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Chad, Chad said that we made it a clip last week, and I was like, oh, he's going to say butt stuff. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, then I do the, the famous... Oh, Chad. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that's like, you have to, you're going to have to venture through it eventually. Yep. You know what I mean? Before you die at <laughs> Dude, some that point. That sounded so hillbilly. <laughs> you're going to have to venture through it. You're going to have to do the shit eventually. You're going to have to venture through eventually. And then it, it, the darker, the, the longer it lives in the dark, the more it grows. Yeah, this stuff is affecting you all day long. Whether yeah. or not you want to recognize that or, or realize it, it's, it's, you might as well face it and go through it. Because it's going to be a whole lot easier side. now. Be free from it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then it is like 20 years from now when you can't even remember what you're pissed off about or right. what you're upset about that's like bogging you down right. I think Dustin I think, well I think Mel you mentioned that earlier that there's a difference between sobriety and healing yeah. I know a lot of sober people who are miserable yep. oh yeah it was one of the things I, I witnessed early on and um, I always heard that if you want what we have and I was looking around I was like I don't I don't want what you have yeah right um, <laughs> yeah. but I want what you're you kind, have you're kind of you have right yeah. and and uh, and that's the difference that I saw is people out there really doing work right um, going through the really tough patches and coming out on the other side right people and, just white knuckling it for 25 years right that hate their yeah. life well, and, yeah. That's yeah. Like, and then like their, their wives and and husbands leave and the kids won't talk to him i was like something doesn't add up here yep. and then other people who are sober from sometimes different amounts of time or whatever and they walk into a room and just light it up and i was like that's that's what i want mm -hmm. yeah. right yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day it's about progress not time right and that's mm -hmm. some of the best advice uh, a friend of mine was given after a relapse that had about three years you know he got yeah. sat down and said everything you did all this work prior isn't gone forever, right. right? You still made that growth. You may not it's, have. Uh, and that what they say, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but they kind of say that, uh, it, uh, you know, relapse is a part of recovery, you know? I mean, I guess they, I guess that's... Just, yeah. just doesn't have to be part of your <laughs> just, recovery. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, right. But, I mean, so you're, you were saying, like, uh, you know, as far as your journey, like, you had a relapse. So, like, explain to us, like... From how long of a period were you sober, like the window, and then what triggered the next relapse, and how maybe how could you have avoided it? Mm. Yeah, I had about two years. Uh, after I'd finished college, I bounced around in Florida and then ended up with two years out uh, Florida's, here. Florida's trouble, dude. It's a mess, man. That's <laughs> I'm never the, going the, back. The, <laughs> maybe on vacation. The, the, tra the trash can of the U.S. <laughs> That's like Houston for me. I'm never going to Houston. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I ended up out here in Dallas, and I had about two years. Okay. Um, I had met Mel that time, about that time when mm -hmm. I was in recovery. And um, you know, I had kind of reached this block right with the program of AA and I was you know working in the sober living industry coaching guys right and sure. um, couldn't find myself as bought in with some of the principles of the program right a lot of things are great and I'm grateful for the background but right. I had some conflict right and it caused me to not work a program what was one of, what are your conflicts because I mean I'm, I'm I think we're kind of like-minded in that way and and I think AA is a fantastic tool but 
I, I'm one of those probably of the same school of thought as you, uh, where I, I take what I what I could use, what was practical for me, and use that, you know, as far as, the, you know, AA is concerned. Mm-hmm. But then I found my own path as well. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like just picking diamonds out of the rough, right? Right. And you dig through and you find what you like, pull it out, and all right, I'm keeping this, right? Mm-hmm. This works for me. Right. You know, and I think that at some point, and, and Dusty, correct me if this is also you know, if this is wrong, but the difference between kind of AA and some of recovery dharma is the difference between powerlessness, right? Mm-hmm. And the choices that you feel like you can make as you step into your own recovery. Right. Powerful, right? Yeah. Program of empowerment versus powerlessness. I mm-hmm. think that's really the big difference in them both, but there are so many parallels, but that would be the core, mm-hmm. I think, difference. And that's really what resonated with me too. Yeah, likewise. And I love that conversation that we had about it prior, because, you know, I do feel like I have the choice to step into this work right Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm choosing to take the psychedelic Mm -hmm. and go on this journey and surrender and then afterwards integrate things that I've learned right you know that that is my choice and and I'm going to do that work right so and so then do you but like as far as when you relapsed was there anything that really set you off that now you're aware of that you avoid or deal with yeah, uh, for sure. I think the biggest one for me is is boundaries okay. with people that can pull on me, right? Uh-huh. Like especially loved ones, family members, right? You know, these people that, you know, you have these prior relationships with and they still see you as, you know, someone who's early in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to treat you that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are amazing. I love them, right? But I do have to create boundaries with them and other loved ones mm-hmm. in order to keep a lot of um, my space safe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, protect your energy protect myself yeah. absolutely you right. know I, I gotta take care of number one before I can take care of anybody else around me right I think that's a big blind fo- a blind spot for people because if you're blessed with a supportive family I think oh well that's all I need is a supportive family but oftentimes that's the reason why you got sick is right. that family who, who might love you and you love them but they're also part of your illness and so they if have you have their nothing outside too, of yeah. that then that's gonna be a, a, a dry well Eventually, I see it with clients all the time, you know, when you start to kind of dig a few layers deep and immediately their go to response is my family is great. I love my family. They're good people. You know, it's like they they have a hard time. And it's like, of course they are. Mm. Of course they are. It doesn't take away from the fact that there are these, you know, deep issues that we've never addressed and that people aren't perfect and mistakes can be made and things can happen when we're little that we internalize and create beliefs around. It's like you have to be able to look at it. Um, but families can be sticky that way. Mm-hmm. You feel like this sense of betrayal to your family. And it's it's actually one of the most loving things that you can do just just to, to actually have more like honesty around what happened. You know, we can, as parents, we can tend to try to rewrite history and kind of keep ourselves from even our own painful truths. Well, I mean, when when you're saying that, I'm like thinking about my mom and I could do no wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the golden child, (laughs) Kelly, has arrived (laughs) and he can do no wrong. But yeah, no. But that also creates a lot of... Mm -hmm. Sure. You start to believe it. Yeah. 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 I am. Your mom and my mom are in the same school of thought. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're both mama's boys. Yeah, so, yeah. self-proclaimed for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, real quick, let me throw to our uh, sponsors. Uh, we've got uh, 
Lone Star Injury, which is uh, actually, if you go to thispinklawyer.com, it will route you to their site uh, and ask for Max the Axe. Max is a uh, personal injury lawyer. He practices in Texas and in California, and he will get the maximum results for you. And Chad will speak uh, on Max the Axe. Max? Max is a good guy, and he helps out. Uh, he's helping me out in ways that like, he's not even qualified for you know right. what i mean yeah. so he went out he's going out of his way to find me somebody that or or to learn or whatever he's gonna do you right know what i mean good and dude. just i didn't pay him a dime so good dude and get you maximum and i ain't results. gonna that's right <laughs> by the way max you're gonna get stiff dude if you do help chat out no i'm just kidding uh and then also we have neuroglow uh which is in mckinney and uh flower mound and that is n-e-u-r-o-g-l-o-w and they are ketamine Oh, just the golf clap? There we go. Ketamine infusion therapy. Uh, and they're actually in, uh, like I said, McKinney and, uh, and uh, Flower Mound. But uh, Dusty's actually had some firsthand experience. And as an LPC, LCDC, what, uh, what was your take on the uh, ketamine uh, infusion therapy? Well, I met, I met them through having them on this show. And yeah. we immediately hit it off. And then I went through their protocol um, for my own addiction stuff and post-traumatic stress disorder. And it really changed my recovery, changed my life, changed my outlook. And I haven't really been the same since. And if, depending on who you ask, that's a good thing, you know? Well, you, um, you told me, you, you told me, what was it? I got to be careful because I... My I, level of not giving a fuck but, increased dramatically. <laughs> right. But on the positive side, um, I seem to be a lot more interested in other people and what they have to say, especially when it comes to, like, people close to me. You know, right. I think I was kind of... It was a distance growing, and I've, I've closed that distance quite a bit. My hypervigilance went down. Right. So it's just a, a fantastic tool for a lot of people, um, whether it's depression, anxiety, um, addiction issues, Yeah, and treatment-resistant, yeah. yeah, to typical ways, it might be another pathway. Yeah, so I highly recommend it. And yeah. uh, the team over there is wonderful, from the nurse practitioners to the founders. Right. Um, everybody's wonderful. Shout-out cool. to Ida Marie and Momin and there all the go. nurses over there. Well, and then how did you, how did you actually get in because you were the one that uh, said we need to have uh, soul tools holistic services I'm saying the whole thing now uh, but you, you how did y'all how did y'all meet and then how you know well, how did that work out I started the uh, reuminate group which is uh, rejuvenating humans through psychedelic integration therapy I just thought this would be an opportunity to create community and educate people or even re-educate people on things like ketamine and psychedelics and even MDMA because uh, we've been kind of fed this narrative for so many years and so through that and uh, some mutual friends and then we had a bro date at lunch out in Sherman and uh, yeah we we hit it off immediately and I was like okay I gotta meet your people um, and and kind of um, get to know y'all and and just based on what he was saying I was like this would be great for the show so right and that was just what two weeks ago yeah not too long so Word travels fast, right? Yeah. Well, so let's talk about, okay, so yeah. why did you come up with the concept? What, what drove you to come to the concept? And, yeah. then, and then what services do y'all offer? Well, you know, I guess the journey to Soul Tools really began uh, with teaching yoga. You know, I've been teaching yoga for okay. about, you know, 14 years, yoga meditation. And um, just because everything connects and you kind of, things evolve in your practice, um, I found these amazing teachers that were uh, really 
teaching things around energy, that everything is energy, your thoughts, mm-hmm. your actions, your beliefs. Um, and it was kind of when I was going through a, a, you know, a massive faith crisis within my own religion and, and subsequent like identity crisis, you know, because sure. I wrapped my entire personality in Well, I mean, that. yeah, when you're, when you're go- sure. going through that church growing up, I mean, it's definitely uh, uh, the main focus in your, it's, it's in your upbringing. It's yeah. everything. Everything, it's like, it's like a spider whip in some ways where everything touches everything. I mean, right. I got married at 19, you know, initially. So it's, it's just, you know, it's a whole lifestyle. But in any event, for me, it was life-changing to understand that the way that I act and the things that, um, that trigger me, the things that come up for me, the things that I struggle with are not just me. It's, mm. it's not me. It's a whole series of beliefs and ideas, you know, that I picked up at, somewhere, at some point in my life, and I made it true for myself. And, you know, it can seem kind of a very simple concept, but it, it was absolutely life-changing for me right. um, to challenge th- this idea that I'm not who I think I am. Mm-hmm. And one step further is that, you know, now I don't even believe the thing that's telling me what I, you know, to, to kind of help me put those pieces together. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of craft this idea of who you are from like your parents or uh, your church leaders or, you know, people that you feel like are going to show you the way and they're going to show you who you are and, mm-hmm. and how you should, how you should live your life. And so, um, it was really ungrounding, but it was, it was transformative for me and it, it changed my life. And so, um, you know, I was still teaching yoga, but what I really found is that as much as I love teaching yoga, these principles are really what I was weaving into my classes. You know, coming in and really watching the practice of yoga change people's lives. Um, I, I just felt like if, if I have something that can really, you know, aid in that or, or help people, a lot of people that come to your classes, they, they are struggling with all kinds of things. I've learned in 14 mm. years of teaching that uh, people have come to my classes and they have been dealing with the loss of a child, you know, a parent, you know, suicide, uh, job loss, divorce, everything. Yeah. And, and you have no idea, right? And so I wanted to kind of take what I was doing deeper and um, you know, worked with my energy teachers and uh, p- put this uh, program together. I called it Soul Tools because I just felt like it's important for people to know that there are tools um, you know, you are an energetic soul, you are an energetic being and that there are tools mm-hmm. that can help you um, unravel some of this thought process and, and beliefs and, and you know, you, you can manage your thoughts, you can manage your energy, you can change your, your mind. It's really, sure. fucking, it's really fucking hard, but, right. you, but you can do it. And it's, it's actually very, you know, it's, it's accessible. Um, and so just kind of on the side, I would start to work with some of my, my, of my yoga students. Um, I teach people how to be yoga teachers. I, I, I train them. And, um, and so I would kind of incorporate some of these things in my, in my trainings. And before I knew it, it was, it was just this, this passion. It was like, you know, how right. can I, how can I expand this? Um, you know, and because, you know, I'm staying in my own healing work, I came across plant medicine a few years ago mm-hmm. and then it just, it just opens so many, so many things where I felt like, you know, I know the conventional way of, of therapy and people getting help. And I think it's wonderful and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but th- like you said, there's so many different pathways. And for me, this was just a path that was, it's, it's not that my, my, my way is the right way, mm-hmm. but it's the only way that I know. Right. And if, and if my, if my path can, your path works connects, for you. Yeah. And, and I think also, resonates, I yeah. think, yeah. And I was going to say, I think it also resonates with a lot of other people out there that maybe the 12 steps, you know, yeah. kind of let them down. I mean, you sure. can, you can get a, a, a bummer group and then you think that that's what recovery is all about. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's yeah. not at all. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to really just, you know, challenge people's, 
idea of who they are. They spent their whole life becoming somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you grow up and, and this is your name and this is what you wear and this is where you go and this is what you think and these are your friends. And so, you know, the, the process of really unraveling this somebody that you have become, you know, it, I can see where it triggers, you know, relapses or addiction or oh. different things. It's very, it's very unsettling uh, when you kind of, you get to maybe like, 25, 30 years old, and you're at the peak of what you think this being the somebody is going to give you. Right. And you're like, well, this is, this isn't what I thought it was going <laughs> right? to be. Right. Yeah. It's kind of even a shit show. You yeah. Know? Um, and so, you know, th- that process of allowing people to, to, um, to be, t- to go through the process of unattachment of who they think they are. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a scary one, but it's a brave one. And I love connecting with people that are, that are willing to do that. It's 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 not for the faint of heart. Right. And and so okay, so like a where can they do y'all have a website? We or, do. Okay. Yeah, and what tool, is that? Soultools.co. The, okay, mm-hmm. so dot co. And then y'all are also on Instagram as well and Facebook? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, Soul Tools, I believe, underscore holistic services. Okay. And then what exactly are the services if somebody goes to your website that they could find that y'all offer? Yeah. So just really in the spirit of, of, of many paths, um, I specialize in the um, energy of beliefs. I work with people with you know anything anything from depression to anxiety to religious trauma, um, relationships that kind of a thing. Um, a lot of what we a lot of where we're stuck right now it's it's just it's these ideas you have, mm-hmm. um, and so we we work through that um, energetically. Okay, kind of go back and we un, un, unravel that, um, and then you know Zach obviously and Graham have. Um, you know, so much experience in the in the recovery world, in the addiction world, mm-hmm. um, and we all have a have a joint and lo- you know love for medicines and uh, and their healing modalities. Um, allowing everyone that kind of comes to us and kind of just seeing like where you know who could be a, a nice fit um, and who could you know maybe connect and resonate the most. Right, right, right. And then uh, so like uh, speaking about medicines and all that kind of stuff. What what I mean, let's just go down the line. Maybe what was your most like noticeable thing after your experience with you know any you know plant medicine what did you notice um i mean for me it was i found out uh okay well what really matters because you know when i was putting it all together on my little ayahuasca retreat i mean i realized the most important thing to me was my wife and my dog i was like just i don't care how we put it back together just as long as they're there you know so yeah. yeah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, my first uh, Bufo Alvarius journey. Um, I felt well, like hold on, I, wait. Say that again. Uh, Bufo, the Bufo Toad. Okay, all right. Um, it was my first journey with it. Was that the one where they do the all the on your arm? Yeah, or that's, No, that's combo. combo. Okay. No, this is uh, DMT. Oh, okay. Um, I gotcha. And it was my first journey with it. And in that 15, 20 minutes that it lasts, um, I felt like all my emotions had been unlocked. I was talking about it earlier. Um, Did you see Mechanical Elves? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did no. not. Okay. There's a lot of Technicolor. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, in that moment, I, I finally felt um, kind of the greatest depths of fear and sadness, but then the highest highs of, of joy and exuberance all in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've really kind of been integrating that work of being able to express my emotions as they come up, right? And work through them um, mm-hmm. instead of being this numb human being, right? Sure. Um, that I mean... That was my yeah. my most profound experience with it so far. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, well, my first experience was uh, mushrooms. And, um, you know, my dear friend who hadn't planned on 
trip sitting me ended up being just the most amazing guide oh, right. <laughs> yeah. and by the end of it I felt like I, I mean I had unlocked memories from you know childhood when we moved from Ohio to Chicago mm-hmm. that were very that had formed a lot of ideas about you know my ability to, to speak my mind and right. anyway just a whole slew of things by the end of the night I, it was like five years of this heavy condensed therapy not that I had been healed but I had Unlocked so many. Well, doors. you had uh, you had exposed maybe a wound or something oh. that you hadn't addressed uh, that you didn't even realize maybe. Huh? Well, and it, you know, in in my work with you know help, helping us helping people get to the root of their beliefs, mm-hmm. it's um you know that can be a process because the mind and the ego is like on guard trying to defend you know who it is right. and psychedelics are like you know f- you know fuck your defense you know we're going right yeah. to, to the place right yeah. and so um and that led me to ayahuasca which I I ayahuasca has just been. A, a really beautiful medicine for me to work with. It's been mm-hmm. challenging. You can ask Graham and Luli. I mean, every time we go, I'm just like, I can't. How are? How am I here? <laughs> how am I here? Why am I here again? Yeah, You know, but it's like I wouldn't be anywhere else. I, 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 I want to know. Right. I can't go through my life, uh, you know, hiding from the shadows. If, 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 sure. if my freedom is in the shadow, then that's where you have to go. Yeah. There's no other way. Uh, and, and as long as you're uh, okay with dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that at this point, too. at this point, you know, die yeah. so many times, you know, yeah, sure. yeah, that it's, it ain't no thing. And, and, and that's actually one of the biggest takeaways. Uh, one of my big takeaways is that, that there is just no death, you know, death mm-hmm. is, is life. Yeah. You know, and, and when we you are yourself, energy and yeah. yeah, it just, it, yeah. It, energy and energy be, is forever. It can't be created or destroyed. Exactly. So. Love it. Yeah, that's, right. that's a very interesting question because I, like, I've made these plants and these medicines like a big cornerstone of my life. And so they continue mm-hmm. to give me things that I, that I don't see come in, that they continue to help me to uh, shed layers and uncover parts of myself and, and stay on this healing path. But, um, you know, from, from the time when I started to now, it's, the, the change has been unbelievable you mm-hmm. know what I mean gave me back some sanity and some perspective and it's it's you guys keep touching on it but it's just to remove that fear you know what I mean just take that fear ultimately the fear of death the fear that we're alone in the universe that nothing matters that it's all cruel and random like that's once that's stripped away there's one you know that you realize everything is matters everything mm-hmm. is God everything's connected everything's part of the universe then uh you understand your dogma you know how to you have to be a good person you have a responsibility to be of service it's mm-hmm. uh, it could go on and on well and no on. and i love what you say because like i always think of it's kind of like and i've had this conversation with dusty before but it's kind of like you know earth actually is a school right uh mm-hmm. in, in some ways but then it's also like a campground and you try to uh try to leave it a little nicer than right. when you came you right. know that that whole camping rule uh you know so hey if you paint cool if you make music cool you know whatever you do um you know as long as you're not hurting somebody maybe or you're an inventor for right. that matter so right. but anyway once i just you plug deep, into sorry that, so once you <laughs> plug into that god consciousness and you understand you're a part of something bigger you can't justify your selfish behavior anymore you mm-hmm. can't treat yourself like you used to maybe when you're in active addiction you mm-hmm. know, it just doesn't sit well anymore right yeah, you, you said the word connectivity you know i think that was the big one for me like feeling connected at each and everything is a, a huge and beautiful kind of almost like a responsibility but well when you're willing to take on happily yeah and because you know spending so many years disconnected from my everything not just my emotions but my family from what i thought it disconnected from 
community, society, and to go, it was the opposite. I'm yeah. actually super connected, whether plug I like it or not. In. Everything is yeah, sacred. Your time is, oh, yeah, in. absolutely. Yeah. I felt that even from like the religious standpoint where it was always like, we'll talk to God and we'll let you know what God says. And then plant medicine's like, oh, you want to talk to God? Here you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. just plugs you right in. You don't, there's no middleman, you mm-hmm. know, just go do it right for yourself. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that piece of you being, you know, in a, in a, in your face religion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can, can sympathize with that because when, you have I mean I'm I'm Catholic so I got a I got a I got a pretty good dose of it yeah, myself Catholic, so. Catholic guilt Mormon guilt they're, they're yeah pretty, they're pretty hefty yeah 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 but to to deal with that and and then not 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 lose your religion but you know reinvent mm-hmm. your religion yes. or your yes. idea yeah of it, you yes know? 100%. Yeah. VJ taught me he explained the word religion much different than I had oh, ever heard it. of it before I'm not going to do it very much justice but it was almost just like your code and something you live by mm-hmm. it's coming from within rather than an uh, external entity yeah you know um, your code your passion that's your religion mm-hmm. you know and I was like that's beautiful I love that because you know I grew up Catholic too so right. everything was just spoon fed yeah, to this you this is your religion yeah. you got to reshape yeah. your perspective on, all, yeah. on your addiction on your all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so well alright man Chad you got any questions over there buddy uh, we, we're going deep here buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> this one's, this okay one's, so uh, I will speak on like the the everything being interconnected and and realizing and and like starting to see the beauty in like the the what seemed like mundane things or or whatever um that happened to me when i was in active addiction and it was i don't know if it was based like solely on the experience i think i really think it was because that's how i just kind of figured everything out but it was at bonnaroo uh (laughs) and and i'm i'm i'd like and it's crazy because like I, I I didn't listen to Radiohead, right? And we were on all these drugs, and like I was with my hippie friend, and he knew how to stack everything. You know what I mean? To to, to where it was somewhat reasonably safe. You know what I mean for a drug addict as the caliber safe of enough. me. And uh, I was in a wheelchair, and I was in the middle of ninety thousand people. I was with a friend who had his Radiohead was his favorite band. The only song I ever knew of them was Creep. You know right, what I mean? Well, so I was like, well, they suck. Yeah. So, and I was in the middle of 90,000 people. He's wearing this Punjabi so he can breathe, so his balls can breathe because it's so hot out. And he's just dancing around and crying and having the best time of his life. And it was in that moment. And I looked up on stage and I was like, holy shit, those, there's nowhere else those people would rather be than right here, right now, creating this moment that so many people are having yeah, in this look audience. Look at what all this energy And it, it was absolutely energy. like intoxicating, <laughs> that and the drugs. But it was insane because, and then that's like, the, the concert before that I saw was, was Pussifer, and I'm a, like the biggest Tool fan in the world. Um, and, and I got to sit on stage behind the sound engineer and it was like literally that day that I can trace it all back to where I just like, it was, it was an epiphany. It was mm-hmm. like an awakening, yeah. you know, and I had to go through a bunch of other addiction, um, after that to be able to get the perspective that I have. But I absolutely credit like that, it, that, that getting outside of my head, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, and not having any control like at all. And I, I mean, I'm literally in a wheelchair in the middle of a sea of 90,000 people in a field watching a band that I thought I hated, who is now like my second favorite band of all time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, it, and it's like those kind of moments that, that this, it's when you, when you deal with the ego and you deal with all this stuff, 
and you deal with your ideals and your beliefs, like they have to be shaken. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm going to challenge, I wanna challenge you a little bit because I also think, and I've seen this firsthand with you, like when you, when you gave yourself a chance and actually got sober, how you, you kept on saying, and you would always say, oh, well, this is happening for a reason, and I'm, I don't understand it, and I don't need to understand it, but I noticed, yeah. you know, that was like, I mean, hey, you know, how random is it? You get out of prison, you have a show, I'm a DJ, you're a producer, you know, I mean. Hey. Yeah, and, and it's, that's, that's another thing, like, with the... And I, I was going to share that. I went to an AA meeting last night for, I haven't been like in a month or so. Mm-hmm. And I used to go there all the time. Uh, and I was going to share because they were talking about, you know, the third step in God and all this stuff. And I was like, if uh, what I was going to say is if you're looking for proof that like that tangible evidence that we all need, you know what I mean? Um, because like some of us are just really hard headed. I just, I, you know, God did this to me, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, during the moment yeah that's that's what it's like but afterward like every single little thing in your life and my life and everybody's lives had to happen the way it happened when it happened for us to be in this moment right now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean for me to meet dusty for me to meet kelly for me to meet all you guys Mm -hmm. you know and and like there was 66 people in that room last night and i talked to one of them it was like a newcomer or something i told him that and i was like so if that's if that's what you're looking for is is that proof and that evidence like holy shit that's undeniable and like we we spent our entire lives like looking for this this burning bush moment this aha moment you know what i mean and then when we do finally like get out of that ego you know what i mean and that tangibility we find out like that burning bush has been covering us in ashes the whole fucking time it's all the moments it's all of the moments it's all the moments you see once you get out of your way and put your faith in the process of the universe and let it unfold your life is provided for you better than you could ever try to manipulate all those oh absolutely when you're fucking it up high on the streets yeah absolutely and man i'm good at manipulation (laughs) if all this shit if everything else fails i'm starting a cult you know what i mean (laughs) but i i don't i there's no reason for me to even think like that because like things just keep unfolding and 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 reshaping themselves and like once you have enough enough time outside of your own mind you start to be able to understand perspective and that's what i think the coolest thing about like psychedelics and in in recovery and all that stuff is is because like you don't know how to understand somebody else's perspective well here take this shit mm-hmm. and and look at yourself just let go third, of yours look yeah, at yourself yeah, from a yeah. fucking yeah. camera yeah. angle for a little while you know what i mean yep. and you'll see exactly how ridiculous this is that you're dusty freaking out about wrote, whatever dusty just wrote something down so he's got something hot what is it <laughs> were you writing down to call no, your mom not, no. oh i thought you were writing down something good dude well hey so uh anyway well, so <laughs> giving me the space to do that yeah well hey man i gotta look out for everybody i'm just a uh, air traffic control here dude <laughs> and hey man and there's a balloon from china <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway but uh, i appreciate you guys coming out here yeah, and then you. let's uh give it again like if they want to get in touch with you uh What's the best way? Yeah, I mean, um, on our website, there's a form that they, that they can fill out. What is um, that website? Uh, SoulTools.co. Okay. So. Um, they can hit us up on Instagram, which is SoulTools underscore Holistic Services. Um, it, it'll come right to us, and we'll be able to, you know, 
give a consult and figure out like the best the best way forward. Sure. You know, what what we want is people to be able to have a space um, that's just you know no judgment. Right. Um, allows them to you know pick the best course for them and you know and support them in the best way that we can. Right. And and to make sure that it's a good fit because Absolutely. this uh, and and this is what I say you know about any kind of plant medicine, mm-hmm. it's not for everybody. Uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. That's where I'm at with sure. that. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll guess we'll go down the uh, go down the road and uh, let people do their shout outs uh, <laughs> here at the end of the show. So, um, yeah, obviously, shout out this pink cloud. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, sir. Grateful to be here. Uh, I just want to shout out, like uh, we Chad was talking about, everyone that's had an impact on me and my life to get me to this exact moment. I'm in a place in recovery. I'm so proud of, and they all had a piece of it. So thanks to them. All right. Yeah. No, um, I mean, we, we've loved being here. I, I love this process. I mean, my the, the community of yoga that has really gotten me through some some very difficult times. Um, the fact that we're shout out yoga, oh, shout out to always yoga. shout out to yoga, yeah, right. yoga shout to out. the people. They're pretty amazing. They really saved my life um, more times than not. So, but I just I do I, I love the little the little breadcrumbs that we leave for ourselves mm-hmm. that. What, once we kind of get to a certain level of, aware, of awareness, we realize everything is connected. Everything's working out. The fact that I'm sitting here with these guys right now just shows yeah. me that like life has my back way more than I could have ever imagined. So, and the, the, and that we can do this kind of healing work together is just the right. uh, the biggest blessing. And yeah. Graham, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be sitting here with my friends, trying to make a difference, do something good. Thank you guys for having us on. Um, yeah. I will just quickly add, if anybody wants to come and see a little bit of uh, what we do, we do sweat lodges. Um, ah, our, uh, I would love it. Shout out sweat. Or twice a week, we have a Facebook page, DFW uh, House of Steam, and we have okay. a calendar of events and all kinds of stuff. I would there. love to yeah, come please. to a sweat lodge. So where is it located? Azel. Azel? Yeah. I don't know where that is. It's about an hour from here. Okay. Not too far. All right. Yep. Gotcha. Just just far enough to appreciate it. Absolutely. Got it. <laughs> got it. Got yeah, it. you won't regret it. It's pretty amazing. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming out, guys, and uh, be sure and uh, hit them up on the uh, on the website and the social media. Obviously, uh, if you're watching the show, please follow us. Um, we're on all major streaming platforms. Share, like, comment, all that stuff. Because if not, nobody likes us and nobody hears about us. Right? <laughs> right, That's Dusty. Right. That's right. And what about your Recovery Dharma in Plano. Well, yeah, I want to give a shout out to Recovery Dharma Plano and Recovery Dharma Dallas. Uh, two sanghas. <laughs> One sangha, two locations. You just like to say sanghas. <laughs> I do. I like yeah. that word. Sangha. He learned the word. Yeah. Sangha. One song sangha. And then, of course, the Sobar Community Sessions Wellness Group. NeuroGlow and Texoma Community Center. There we go. Um, who has allowed me to be here today? Cool. So if you're ever up in Grayson, Fannin, or Cook County, you need services, can't afford services, texomacc.org. There you go, dude. Awesome. That is from the king of the north's mouth himself, <laughs> dude. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming out, dude. Uh, always a pleasure, um, and you're always welcome here. Love you, man. Yeah, love you too, buddy. And then uh, definitely going to come check out the Sweat Lodge. Yeah, come on by. And then Chadwick, always a pleasure. Thank you yeah. for coming in. Uh, oh, I, I, I had a damn good time today. <laughs> man. I finally got to meet Chad. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I think uh, this... Uh, this something will work out. Yeah, uh, we need a bro lunch up in McKinney. There you go, yeah, dude. For sure. For all for all the people that live in McKinney. I always tell them, dude, I always try to give them the strong push you need to move to Dallas, but who knows? He'll figure it out. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely gonna work out. There. He'll figure it out. Everything He'll will figure. work out no matter what. 
There you go. Mm. <laughs> I like it. So <laughs> I think that's what this show's been about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming out. And hey, uh, remember, guys, uh, there is no magic pill for sobriety because if there was, we would all take too many. <laughs> Don't vote. Sweet. That was so fun. Don't vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't vote. Drop all that out.